Self-care is so important now more than ever. A listener wrote to us about being triggered by something and going into a full-blown panic attack. Scary. Things like that, and even the rapid pace of deconstruction, can cause a lot of stress. And we often forget to take care of ourselves. So in this episode, we want to talk about what effective self-care looks like. Beloved, you deserve it. Would it be okay if I were to tell you that I am afraid someday? So I call you up and you call me down. Would it be okay? Well, howdy and welcome to the, <laughs> I thought I changed it up a little bit. Welcome to the Free Darts Podcast. My name is Robert Cottrell and I'm here with Susan Cottrell. The ever laughing, ever joyful Susan Cottrell. <laughs> love you so much. I love you too. Again, we're so glad you're here. Don't forget, connect with us at freedhearts.org for tons of resources and inc- just incredibly vibrant, supportive, inclusive community. And also email us if you have any questions or anything you want, anything you want to talk about and want us to talk about on the podcast. That's podcast at freedhearts.org. If it's a general email, send it to hello at freedhearts.org. Yeah, <laughs> hello. Is that? Hello. <laughs> so we always say here to the three S's, subscribe, share, and support. Subscribe to the podcast if you have not already. Please share it if you'd like to on social media. And uh, support us if you are able to. You can do all of that on the website. So that's our three S's. But there are actually six S's uh, (laughs) in your interactions with non-affirming people. Sometimes the best thing to do is speak, share, sashay. Speak a truth, share a resource, sashay away. And why do we say that? Well, it's for your own sanity and self-care. That's my that's my segue. That's my segue here. I worked hard at that segue. That's what we want to talk about today is self-care and what is effective self-care. Susan, I know this is a big thing for you. You are so good at self you're, you're really good at, at me care too. You care for me really well. Thank but you. you're so good at self-care. You're so good at caring for yourself. And you've really made that a commitment, which I have seen in your life in a lot of other ways that the result of that, the impact of that in your in your work and in your interaction with me and with the kids and with friends and all that stuff, it, it really shows that that self-care has helped a lot. Mm. Not that there's anything wrong, you know what I mean? But it's it does help a lot. It helps yeah, a lot. Thank you. And and it's been a journey to get to self-care without feeling guilty well, for taking you, time for myself. I was just going to say that you'll talk about this and there's a lot on that in this in this uh, you know hustle try your best try your hardest you can do it right you know kind of thing to take time for yourself we've been trained by this culture and society in many ways to feel guilty about that. Uh, like every moment has to be uh, productive. And that's something you've you've dealt with too yes. in all of this. And that was a, a big struggle for you but you knew the importance and you kept going. Yes. Um, so you have... Found you have, out the importance when I got cancer. So, yeah. Well, that's what started it. Yeah. That's what really kicked it off in a big way. Well, you have happened to have, who knew, an email <laughs> from a listener, right? Yeah, that's yeah. It's going to help us get rolling on this topic today. Yeah, it says, she wrote, something a little scary happened to me this weekend. <gasps> Stop. <laughs> that's my scary sound effect. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Start that again. <laughs> Start that email again. <laughs> Something a little scary happened to me this weekend. I was watching a movie that deals with the concept of afterlife and the potential of a non-existence after we die. I didn't realize how much this would trigger me, but I had a full-blown panic attack. 
one of the scariest experiences of my life. I recognize this, that this is because I'm still working two full-time jobs before I can be a full-time life coach, quitting my other job in a few months. So I'm extremely overworked and tired. Curious would be interested in making a podcast episode about self-care. I've recognized that through the deconstruction process, I'm moving at a very rapid rate, and sometimes I forget to take care of myself. I'm very grateful for my community. I've reached out to people and feel loved and supported, but I'm sure some of your listeners may find themselves in similar situations and do not have such support. Yeah, well, we thought that was a great idea. Now, I am waiting for suggestions to do a podcast episode on thin crust pizza or (laughs) no-bake cookies or other things that I've worked hard to become an expert at. Uh, but we, we, we thought that was a great idea to talk about self-care. Yeah. So first, I want to talk about the process of deconstructing yeah. that she mentioned, that you're literally taking apart concepts that have already built in your mind. It's like removing all the furniture, but you have to disem- disassemble it all first. And then rebuild it in the new place with new parts, with no instructions. That's what it's like to go through deconstruction. Mm. If you're in that, and you ha- or you have been in that, and you're reevaluating, especially long-held beliefs. Deep beliefs. Yeah. Yes. Life and death beliefs. You know, all your family agrees on it beliefs. It's a big thing. So don't underestimate that. Give yourself all the grace and understanding that you deserve, that anyone in your position would deserve. Yeah. Just recently, I someone commented uh, or did a post on one of the Facebook groups we have that, uh, you know, I believe all this. That, is that something like, I believe this and I'm, and I'm really supporting my child, but sometimes I wonder if this is all just to make us feel better. You know what I mean? Right. And this was someone that had been, that has been affirming for years, but you get these beliefs that we're deconstructing are are so strong they're so deep they're often generational and they come with so much weight you know because you put god you know <laughs> behind it and you can only say that that way god that's right god no, um <laughs> carol channing right. okay okay wow we just digress and and show our age yep often um <laughs> hey 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 you know what i mean and that's hard and you folks are like but what about this? And the, does this mean I have to? That's hard. That's it's really, hard. That's, that's huge. It's not just mental work to think through it, but it's emotional work to feel through it. Right. And those, for me, now I don't do a lot of physical work, but for <laughs> me, that mental, emotional work, it's as exhausting as physical work. And we, It is. It is. And we underestimate it, but it is. And so give yourself rests and rest and self-care. So talk more about mental work, if you would. This is triggered because it was triggering for her, the scary movie about the afterlife, because so much fear has been put into that. And by the way, that to me is like, are you kidding me? You're not only, this paradigm is not only wrecking my relationship with my community, with my family, but with God too. And after I'm dead, I still have to worry about being punished. It's like, yeah, here on the way out the door, bam, there you go. It's horrifying. So, all right, I digress there. But 
it's it's very much deep trauma around the afterlife and trauma related to family and to God. This is not like, oh, every time I see blueberries, I get sick like your mother. <laughs> but this is real stuff that goes deep into the core and it's foundational issues. It is real. So, <laughs> <laughs> yes. This is real. So don't underestimate what you're doing. And we also get gaslighted over stuff like this, don't we? Yeah. You know, you're the only one who thinks it, you're told. Or you're you're crazy. Why can't you just read the books, you know, read the words in print and believe it? Yeah, we did a whole episode on gaslighting. So if you haven't heard that, go back and listen to yeah. that. Yeah. And a whole 21-day adventure course on it, too. And, on, you know, on in, dysfunction. And our own fear, our own voices, our own fear can gaslight us, making us feel that we're crazy. Yes. And that fears are facts. You yes. know what I mean? And we get that confused. Yes. And yes. We, again, we talk about that in a whole episode. That yeah. the religious paradigm is fact. Like, nobody would dispute it. And if they dispute it, they're, you know, the devil. It's It's so circular and sealed up to make you feel like you're the outlier if you question in any way. And so just that last 60 seconds may have triggered you. So it's time for some self-care. <laughs> so, Sorry. <laughs> so self, self-care self is so critical in, in the midst of all this trauma from now, from the past, from fears of the future, all that stuff. Yeah. And you need to, to recognize what's happening and find ways to step back, to see it, to name it, and to not freak out when we don't have all the answers. You know, that is so important. It's so important. We just heard something. I think it was on a, a master class thing that you were watching. But but something about how naming it is yes. so powerful. Yes. But to see it, to name it, and don't freak out when you have more questions than answers. Yeah. Because the whole religious paradigm is about providing answers. God is not about providing answers. But the religious paradigm is about providing answers because then it puts us in control, keeps us in the driver's seat. Don't bother me with these questions because I already have the answers. All right. So what kind of self-care works? I invite you to recognize when you're in this place, when you are triggered and like spinning out of control and don't follow that spinning ball that says, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm messed up here. I'd you know, don't let that derail you because it's not truth. It's just fear. Fear is not truth. As you were talking, I wanted to say something here. That, that the things you have talked about over, you know, that we've kind of stuck into various episodes here on the podcast and that things like positive affirmations, we talk about go and things that you have written on my mirror that I read every day and that <laughs> smiling at yourself and, and walking outside and things like baths and massages and getting your nails done, all, all that stuff. And, and um, doing artwork. Actually, well, drawing has become a big thing. I mean, art's been yeah. a big thing for you. Yes. So when you come against questions that you're like, oh my gosh, I did not mean to open that Pandora's box. Be at peace. Be at rest. The, a journey is about wonder, not about nailing it all down. And it's the perfect time to trust the God that everybody... <laughs> loses my mind here. And you know what? We'll find that <laughs> we'll quote, find that in, quote in, later. in the future. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's not worth it. Uh, I think it was like about, oh, it, it's faith is not about answers you can't question, but questions you can't answer or something yes, like that. You that know was mean? it. I that think was that it. was it. I, yeah. I got that. Thank you. Yeah. Good, Angels, good job. <laughs> well, you're the one that said it. So uh, well, good job for that. anyway. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when <laughs> we are a 
top professional podcast here. <laughs> when you have those kind of questions, that's the time to trust and say, okay, I don't understand it. Trust the universe. Trust your angels who are right there waiting to guide and comfort you. Sorry, that was way back in the podcast episode that we got to that. So yeah, so yeah. let's. I'm sorry about that. So let's. That's let's, right. We're all good. Let's, let's catch back up here and talk yeah. about art. You're talking about art. Yeah. Oh, and art actually began art before the cancer diagnosis, and it was, it was so great for me, but I kept feeling guilty when I would spend time on art when I could be writing another, you know blog post or I could, or whatever. Something productive. Something productive. <laughs> right, right. Right. Whereas self-care, I is, wasn't viewing as productive. It's the most productive thing you could possibly do. Absolutely. And somebody, I was with a, um, a healer, like a non-traditional medicine person, acupuncturist anyway, and I was saying how I was really enjoying meditation when I do it, but I wasn't doing it. And he said, why don't you do it? And I said, because I, I feel like it's not using my time well. And he just <laughs> laughed like, yeah. There's nothing better you can do than your, it's like restarting your brain computer so that everything calibrates. That's what you do when you meditate. It's really good for your brain. That's a whole paradigm shift. I mean, to play yes. off a, a title of an old book that I won't even mention, but, but it's, you know, you think, well, I'm too busy to, to do self-care. No, you're too busy not to do self-care. Yes. You know, you're too busy it, not to meditate, not to do these kind of things that you need, but that, that to even have those thoughts is part of the ways we've been gaslighted, part of the right. the things we're, we're trying to change. And, right. And that's, that's the patriarchy. Yeah, there's someone that, that we is. knew back, friends with way back in, in Arizona, who always was like, oh, I just want to do my best work, work hard, work hard for the church. And, and it was never enough for him. It was yeah. never enough. Never, yeah. ever, ever, ever enough. And our bodies are not designed to live in constant never enough. It's not yeah. good for us. Well, you, and your art, by the way, if you took the 21-day journey beyond dysfunction, uh, which is one of our beloved adventures, which if you haven't, you should look into those. They're really cool. It's <laughs> on the website. Just click on Beloved Adventures. In your journal to that, it was all the images were your art. Yeah. And they are, yeah. as I look around, we do this in our home. And as I look around, I see your art everywhere. Yeah. And it's not just, oh, I'm going to create this, something to stick up on the wall. That's not the great benefit is to look at it after for, for you or for me, you doing it. I, you, you have, to, it has been so important. For yes. You. So important. And it's not the product. It's the process is what you were saying. And it, it's so rejuvenating for me. Yeah. That can be art. It can be drawing. It can be dancing. Right. It, it could be yes. yoga. It could be movement. It could be walks. It could be baths. It could be meditation. Music. It could be music. It could be you know, playing music, whatever, singing, whatever. Whatever it is, it's that, it's the, first of all, the shift that this is really important for my mental and spiritual and physical health, that I need to care for myself without guilt. Yes, you really have to give yourself permission. Um, if you, Let me just in, interject here that if you are wondering what you like to do because you've been so production oriented so work oriented think about kindergarten what did you like there did you like finger painting did you mm -hmm. like naps naps yeah i like naps when i was six years old think, <laughs> hang on it's um, not a regression it's on. just a remember <laughs> i like naps i like finger painting i like that was about i like bewitched <laughs> it's funny but when i was in elementary school 
every day I would walk home for lunch and uh, walk up a hill through snow. No, I would just walk. a two-minute walk. Yeah, two-minute yeah. walk home from school for lunch. And I would get home right when Bewitched started. And I would watch it most days of the week. Now, as I, every now and then I'll, I'll catch, it's got to be the original black and white, by the way. Well, your mother would. Well, well, that's, that's a, that's a, have yeah, a, yeah, she have a pot pie too available. And it's ready not, for you for lunch. Yeah. And it's not really a pot pie and it's got a bottom crust, by the way. Right. It has but to have a bottom crust. When I have recently or in the past seen that show again, kind of episode, I, there's this feeling that washes over me of like peace. Euphoria. Yeah, yeah. And euphoria and like not a care in the world, cared for, yes. hugged. You know, that kind of thing, because that time was just for me. Yes. You know, and that's a little glimpse into what self-care does and the power of something that's just for you. Because you know what? Who deserves it more? You deserve it. It serves you well. It serves you well. And if if you don't do it for you, who will? Yeah. No one else can give you self-care. You have to do that yourself. Self-care, yeah. That's why it's self-care. So look back at what did I used to do? If you don't know, maybe you have a parent or relative or someone you can ask. But think about, you know, I was always making lists of things. I was always writing things out. I loved it. I was go, always making notes. Go for a walk, take your shoes off, walk in the grass, ride, ride a bike, sing. Yeah. You know, dance around, you know, make drawings, even if they're stick figures. My area of expertise is stick figure drawings. And whatever it is, just... Just for you. Somebody had me do a, um, in part of this process, was to do a finger paint of me, to do three of them, a triptych of finger painting of me. And I thought, there's no way. I can't even think of one way. But it's not the mind that's going to do it. It's your fingers and the paint. And I came up with three very distinct paintings on that. And I love them. I love them and still have them. So... Anyway, you don't know what's going on under there until you explore. And meditation, which just means closing your eyes and listening. And when you have thoughts that are about doing the dishes or work you've got to do, you just let them go. Yeah, and just you calming just, everything down. Yeah, just, and you let those thoughts go and you just be. And you will find that things, old things like remembrances, creative ideas will come to you. It's really a beautiful thing. So. Do that for yourself. If you don't think you deserve it, and I have had that so much, a good way to see it is if someone you love, maybe a partner, a dear friend, a child you know, wanted to do that thing that nurtures them, would you ever say to them, well, you haven't worked enough yet? Not a chance. Not a chance you would do that. You would say, yeah, you should do that. That's great. So. You can be that partner, that dear friend to yourself, and you do deserve it. So talk to yourself as you would to a good friend that you love. What would you say if this were someone very close to you who was afraid? You wouldn't tell them, get over it. You'd love them. You'd hug them. Or what would you want someone else to say to you? So picture that little child that you are that's in you reaching and reacting to fear and shame and guilt to self-care because, you know, we learn those things very, very young. So it is a younger you doing that. We internalize those things when we're very young. Reach out and comfort them and sit down with them and say, it's okay, honey. 
We deserve to take care of us. We deserve to take care of us. Otherwise, how will you move forward? So let that happen. It's very healing. As you talk to that younger you, they will heal and you will heal. So, you know, one thing practically, if you can't think of anything, is just start a list. Just make a list and, and just free write. Just say, if you don't know what to say, say, I don't know what to say. And by the time you finish that sentence, you'll have five things to write. You know, finger paint, walk in the grass, walk in the woods, bike ride, whatever those things are that come to mind, write those down. And then you'll have a list to, to work through. Take a nap. Give yourself permission to take a nap or a rest. Close your eyes for 20 minutes. 20 minutes is miraculous. And yeah. I do that a lot of days. I love it's that. very helpful. I love that work you do with the younger you. You've done that a lot, and that's been very powerful. You've done yeah. that for yourself and with some other people. And, and that's very powerful because that's where, you know, and we know this. You know this. That that's, well, sometimes you don't. Sometimes, well, I've always felt this way. Right. I've always had this issue. I've always been afraid of this. I probably started somewhere, some decision we made as a child. So going back and talking to that younger you, embracing that younger you, all, all that kind of work with your younger self. And maybe that's something, I know that's part of the, one of the 21 day journeys. It's part of the so first journey. The yeah, first one, yeah, to free your heart. That's a big part of that. So um, yeah, that's powerful things. It's so. powerful because that's the one holding the bag. That younger us is the one holding the bag. Well, that's good. You know, that's, this is all, this is all good. And as you go through this, you know, connect with your people. Yes. Your people are out there. Your people, those who know you and trust you just to be around that vibe, you know, you of love and acceptance of love and acceptance and nurturing. And, and yeah. Nurturing vibe. That that's awesome. And the key in the midst of the fear and the failure and the trauma of all this is to be kind to yourself. You know, we said early on, if you wouldn't say it to, to your close dear friend, don't say it to yourself. You deserve that much. Yeah. It serves you well. Give, give yourself a break. Love yourself through your words, your actions, your thoughts, and whatever you need. The key word there is you. Whatever you need, whatever works for you to take care of yourself. That's what, that's what self-care really is. And not that you need our, our permission, but you've got our permission to just <laughs> go for it. Just say, we told you. We yeah, told you to do it. You get to, to do right. it. That's right. And, and one last tiny thing is smile at yourself. I'm telling you, when I'm in bed at night and I can't sleep or whatever, and it, it, the tempting thing would just to get frustrated with myself, I just smile at myself because I'm on my own side. Mm. And I need to know that. And I smile at myself with the thought of, I know, it's going to be okay. I know we wish we were asleep, but it's going to be okay. Yeah. Let's just relax. We can't make ourselves sleep, but we can make ourselves, we can let ourselves just relax and just be. So smile at yourself. I swear it will change your physiology. I've done that a lot. Just to smile. Have you? Well, I've done that a lot in stressful situations, either when I'm worried or when something's not going well as I'm on the computer or even in traffic. It's just that smile. It changes my countenance. It does. It, and it changes my thoughts. And like you just said immediately, it's like, it's okay. It's okay. And your it's whole okay. body yeah. says, oh, yeah. okay, she's smiling. Uh, Okay, it can't be that bad. There's not a tiger out to get us. So smile at yourself, love yourself, care for yourself, self-care. Mm -hmm. Why? Why, beloved? Why? Let's all say it together. 
You deserve it. Yeah. It serves you well. And why not? Why not? Why not? Yeah. We love you. We love you. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. Would it be okay if I were to tell you that I am afraid someday? So I call you up and you call me down. Would it be okay? You've been listening to the Freed Hearts Podcast. We have extensive resources and vibrant community for you at www.freedhearts.org. Just come say hello. And if you have questions or issues or comments about the podcast, things you'd like us to talk about, reach out to us at podcast at freedhearts.org. The music is provided by Hannah Cottrell, our daughter, the Grammy-nominated Saint Sinner. And you can find out more about her at heystsinner.org. Please share this, subscribe, and follow on your favorite platform. And thanks for listening.